I'm not just saying this because you dudes are here. Dude, y'all have a great podcast here. This thing's going to take, it's going to continue to take off. Hi, this is Sean Clinch, the host of Stories Inside the Man Cave podcast. And we are extremely grateful for each of you, the listener and or the viewer. Of course, you can view all of our podcast episodes on Facebook, YouTube, and on Vimeo. And as we continue to grow, we have to continue to invest in ourselves to improve the product. And if you are at that point and you feel somewhat generous, be sure to log on to Buzzsprout, which all of our audio only podcasts are, and click on the episode and scroll all the way to the bottom and you'll see a link to a website called Buy Me a Coffee. Just click on that and donate whatever you feel like or whatever you're comfortable with. And I promise you, we will reinvest that into continuing to improve this podcast. As for the next episode, let's ride. Wake your ass up or take a damn nap. And we're the three best friends that anybody could have. It's time. I mean, Sean, you were twerking. That's gonna happen. <laughs> Murph, don't be a dick all your life. It's uh one of one of the more fun podcasts I've ever done. Hey, I tell you what, if you're not talking about sports in the man cave, you no, I bet not. So you're not a man. That's it. <laughs> Man, that's my guy, Michael Montgomery. Let's call this somewhat of a family reunion for episode 95. Big Michael Montgomery, the pride of Center, Texas, Navarro College, Texas A&M, and the son of one of a women's basketball greats, Rosie Walker. Mike, I never thought this would be the first time we've seen each other in at least 15 years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> How have you oh, been? Man. man, I've been great, man. Thanks for having me. What, uh, you know, this is really uh, unique in this situation because, uh, there are so many podcasters out there now. But, uh, mm-hmm. to give your background, you know, you saw that we everyone see or saw the football side of you. Um, you are now retired from the NFL, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. podcaster. Tell a little bit about people who may be in that same situation where they make that transition from being a pro, either a pro football player, a pro at mm-hmm. something else, to you know making that transition to what you're doing now because everyone has their own story, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I say you know for the people that's out there, you know, transitioning. I say have a have a plan. Um, if you don't have a plan while you're in the game, you know, write a list. This is what I did when I was getting out the NFL. Because, uh, you know, I was the type of person I put all my eggs in one basket. Because yeah. if, if, I, if I didn't have uh, faith in uh, plan A, then I don't think my plan A would work. So when, when I got time and my game was over, I had to retire. I had to figure out. I just wrote a list of a, uh, a lot of things I like doing and – you know, I knew I had to go back to school. So I went back to school and I wrote down a list and I just attacked things and went on like, mm-hmm. you know, day interviews 
to figure out what I liked, what intrigued me, and just went from there. So, you know, I, I know different people have different circumstances when it comes to family, but, you know, if, if it's always has a plan, you know, just a plan, a fallback plan, because how social media and everything is taken, you know, you can, you have opportunity to juggle multiple things now right. since, you know, with all the, the resources out there. So I say, look, just have a, start off a, a, another plan and build that up. So whenever you get out the league, you just transfer over, just like a lot of players are doing. You know, it's funny you say that because uh, I think there's all so many people um, that are looking for a transition. I, I personally, I never thought that I would be in pharmaceutical sales as I am, and I, I'm proud to be in pharmaceutical sales and it's a entering year three for me it's mm-hmm. shocking how fast time flies when you start making career switches um but i've learned a lot and i've honestly learned a lot from people like yourself and and, and through this industry i'm in now um of course what we're doing right here is just something basically a hobby yeah. that uh, we love doing on the side um you you mentioned you're in houston now uh you have your hands in multiple things. What did you, you talked about a, a trucking company. Um, obviously this podcast you have called the undefeated. We'll get into that here in a second, but when, when you determine what direction, where to invest, because can you having a fear, you should never be concerned about fear, right? At yeah, this point yeah. in our lives. Yeah. At this point, you know, you know, always bet on yourself. Um, you know, that's the one thing I learned through, you know, my times investing and, you know, making m- plenty of mistakes. Like uh, if, if there was a, a, a book on mistakes, I would be the author. <laughs> so <laughs> in, in the sense of saying that, that, you know, the number one person you should invest in is yourself. Uh, learning your craft, whatever your craft you're into, just learn the business through and through. Uh, and... Uh, and just trust God and, and go for it mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, everybody make mistakes. And if you make a mistake, you know, it's, it's OK. It's just what you do when you make that mistake. But the point is, you know, you know, at, at today's with the pandemic, everything shut down, you know, having multiple stream of income is, is not just it's 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 necessary because, mm-hmm. you know, how life goes, you know, you never know. If you're working on a job, that well, that job will be available. If the pandemic, you know, starts up again and they have to shut things down, so mm-hmm. just having multiple streams of income and uh, uh, and working towards it makes everything better. You know, that's a good point because I think for me, I'm one one of those several hundreds of thousands, maybe millions in America who, when that lockdown occurred last year, I mm-hmm. right here. Instead of podcasting, I was working from this spot here on yeah. the phone. And, you know, a lot of, you know, you're, you you want to win. You know, and that's the thing yeah. that I learned in this industry that you probably learned through football is you you want to succeed at everything and you can handle failure easier than most. And that's what I was trying to do was win, 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 but had to pivot. And that's one lesson I learned from sitting right here all of pretty much all of last year is how to pivot and not worry about failure. Now, you transitioned in addition to your entrepreneurial investments and your visions. You created a podcast, which is growing. 
called The Undefeated. What's the premise of that? Because I've seen some of your guests. Uh, like the recent one I watched was Jackson Appel, former Aggie that you played with in College yeah. State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Undefeated is kind of like a birth of something. You know, I think about what I can, you know, put out in this earth, you know, because, you know, you never know how life goes. So, I, you know, I fortunately during my time, you know, my experience, I met a lot of great people uh, that's doing some amazing things. And uh, I just wanted to put a highlight and share their story. And the story theme is, you know, about building healthy relationships, building finances and overcoming adversity. Because, you know, everybody's went through something, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Jackson Appel. Um, I kind of I try to find a theme in every mm-hmm. guest. And his theme was that I saw that I wanted to bring out was his, his leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he went through from coaching. Then, you know, he started a family. And then he went from coaching to teaching and then. Then he was doing athletic training, personal training, and he just went out on his own and started his own company. So the, the leap of faith aspect of was very inspiring because, you know, he went through that similar situation that, you know, we talked about that fear of failure. But, you know, his wife was there, you know, give him encouragement, you know, motivate him to do it. So everybody has a story. Everybody ha- had to overcome adversity uh, through some point in their life to it achieve where they're at today so i just want to just highlight that and inspire people when they see uh, see my videos yeah one thing that i have to ask because we're in that same podcasting family and uh, is what is your how do, what is your plan to grow it because we could share ideas mm-hmm. this has been an ever-evolving weekly thing for me you know i would be foolish to say that i don't look at what others are doing Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, the whole world is at our fingertips and on our phones. Yeah, but you could see every what everyone's doing and get, gather ideas. It's kind of like coaching, coming up with philosophies defensively and offensively. They're mm-hmm. all a melting pot of philosophies and ideas from uh, previous coaches, and it's put together for a plan. What what is I mean? It, what is your vision that you have for people who may be watching or listening? who may want to launch their own podcast? I say uh, develop a, um, a plan, a layout of how you want to tailor it. Because, you know, podcasting, there's so many categories and streams of how you want to do it. You know, so develop, you know, your plan and how you want to. Because everybody has a podcast and just talks. Yeah. But, you know, you just got to have a certain theme of what the listener is going to get out of it. Because, you know, I always try to focus on what people are going to get from this interview. I'm just not going to just talk to people just to talk to them. I'm going to ask some specific questions to drive a response out of them. So when people listen, they can, they get some from it. Either it's motivating them or learning about how to take financing or how to become a comedian or actor or actress. So they got to learn how to do something. So I say, whatever you you're into, you know, you know, research other podcast shows that's already doing it and just try to develop your own own thing. Because, you know, I, I researched a couple that I like, you know, like All the Smoke, uh, um, The Table with Anthony Owens. Uh, so I kind of want to stick between those two, between sports and entertainment. Right. And uh, just kind of develop it 
on how I how I like. So, no, I like that. That's similar to what I did. And I, for three years, I wanted to to do a podcast. And then um, it was like uh, January of 2020. Uh, the OGs which I uh, recruited and asked, I uh, found three other talents. Uh, the original two was, a, you know, we call him Coach Mo. He owns a gym here around the corner. Uh, former yeah. Aggie. Former Aggie. Oh, right. back. You, uh, you may know him. Uh, Maurice yes. Harris. Maurice Harris. That name rings a bell. What, what, no. what, what was your last year at AM? It was 05. 04. 04. I want to say, no, no, no. He started early 2000, I believe, and then transferred to Sam Houston. Okay, okay, okay. that's yeah. Maurice Harris, and and then uh, Mike Murphy. Uh, I call him Big Mike. He yeah. uh, he owns Last Stand Hats, and that is similar to what you're saying about your entrepreneurial spirit. This guy, uh, and, and and then Hardball Hard is who we um, he jumped on about. Uh, Midsummer last year or late summer, I can't remember all these. This last year, the last 12 months of just they're all one big year, in my opinion. It's just going by yeah. so quickly. And now we've, we've reached a point to where we can't all be together on the episodes anymore because we're so busy and we have other interests. And and but I still I want to keep it as the the OG, the original four. Yeah, what we did segment one. Uh, a guest and try to learn and then uh break and segment two is uh we talk about topical things in sports and, and whatnot humor um, yeah but i've watched you from afar and the transition you made from football to where you are now that's not easy what you yeah, did because yeah. it, you said something to me that really stuck to me you have to be passionate about what you're doing and I kind of got the impression, and this is not the first time I've heard about it. Yeah, you, you got out when football was not fun anymore. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I got injured, and uh, I got injured in my last year, and and you know, I tried to you know resurface again and play, and I played like a semi-pro league, then I played in Canada, but then I I, I kept getting hurt. Uh, my, I, I kept, I was in so much pain, oh. uh, so much pain playing, you know, had, you know, multiple knee surgeries and stuff while I was playing. And it just got to a point where, you know, after practice, I barely, I'm barely walking Oof. and, um, and decided just to, just to try to give something else a shot. Um, you know, football is, is tough. Like if you're, if, if football is number one, football was number one to me. And I was the type of person, you know, I always put my eggs in one basket. Yeah. And when I, when that basket dropped I, and, and fell on the floor, I didn't have a clue of what I wanted to do. Uh, but I had to go through, you know, some soul searching moments, mm -hmm. you know, see therapy, talk to some, talk to people because it's tough when, you know, you, all your life, you know, most of your adult life, you put your heart and soul into one profession yeah. and that profession runs out uh, and you have to reinvent yourself as it seems. And, uh, you know, it just took a, a, a emotional journey to get over. So that's why I say that in, in case for people that's listening, if you're, you know, playing ball or playing, always, you know, develop something else, you know, do it for fun. 
And if it can develop into something serious later, go ahead. But, you know, you always have a, a plan B in mind because with social media and resources out there, you can always do two things yeah. in one. Actually, it's probably better because you won't just be so much focused on sport, you, you know, your, your, your profession, you know what I'm saying? Cause so it, it could be therapy for you. Right. Right. You know, like, you know, podcasting, you know, we're talking about our problems, our issues, you know, it could be there. It's therapeutical to talk and get things out. So I say, if it's not podcasting, it's just to find something that, that drives your interest. So right. you won't just focus on, you know, your profession. Cause you know, there's always good and bad days. Of, yeah. a game, of, of, a, of, a, of a game. So I think, you know, it's always good to have, you know, to keep things balanced when you're uh, playing per, in your professions. Man, you hit it right there. You hit the nail right on the head. That's our goal. And, and I yeah. finally learned it. It only took 48 years to maintain, a, <laughs> to establish a balance in my life. And I'm still trying to you yeah. know, achieve that every day. Um, you mentioned it, something that we we were so folk, we were raised and focused on uh, one yeah. career, and that was mm-hmm. what I did for twenty one years in the uh, sports media. Mm-hmm. Grateful for it, but it, it became it can't. I mean, I could have gone other places, but I st- decided to hang it up because that life was it was so many things were leaking into my life that was controlling me. Yeah, and, and now now I'm playing catch up. I have a great career now uh, in pharmaceutical sales. You are doing significant things that I'm I'm absolutely impressed with because you're living the life that you want to live. Yeah. And you have options um, from an emotional standpoint because we're talking about this week a lot about um, the mindset, mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you went through a little stage of depression. When yeah. you made that transition, how how did you and how do you cope with that piece? Or and how did you, I guess, past tense making that transition? Because there could be a ton of depression involved when you yeah. transition. Well, um, you know, I had to seek help. Um, you know, normally, you know, me, you know, a lot of people know me. They, you know, I'm a upbeat, yeah, uh, happy, enthusiastic guy. You know, I'm I'm re- always try- in a good mood. I never talk about things that's negative or, or what's going on with me because I, I, I felt like I didn't want to be a, a drag on people. So I always just kept things internally and tried to work things out. But I knew, you know, in the long run, trying to deal with, you know, this transitional stage, I knew I had to seek seek out help and talk to somebody. So, you know, I can't and didn't feel comfortable talking about my family about it. So I went out and saw, talked to, you know, a therapist. To, to, to get all my emotions out, to talk about what I was feeling. Because, you know, not only that, you know, the transition of getting out the NFL, you know, I was also dealing with lawsuits. Mm-hmm. I had to sue my, you know, former sports agents, had to wow. sue business. Wow. So, you know, on top of that, I was dealing with, you know, some businesses. I tried to start up finding out, you know, the people were not good people to work with and had to sue them. So I had to deal with that, and I had to deal with transitioning out the league. It was just a tough process. And, you know, I just knew I had to get off my chest and talk to somebody about it. And not only that, the, the not only talking, but be being proactive. You know, nothing's really going to come to you 
you just got to go get it. So whatever, you know, you wanted in life or anything I was wanting to do, you know, I went after it, you know. So right when I got done, I went back to school. I went back to A&M. I finished my degree. I was student coaching, you know. So, you know, I was doing that for, a, a, you know, a, 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 like a year. And then I went back to school, uh, went back to Houston and start being a real, real estate agent. And then I started, then I was an actor, you know, I moved to California, I was active for five years. So, you know, I, I you know, being proactive helped because, you know, not just me sitting around moping, <laughs> but being proactive and, and going out and attacking things I want to do. And I say that for everybody, you know, if, if you're going through a transition stage, find somebody to talk to, to vent, seek professional help and, and, Go out and attack things you like doing. You know, can't sit around and it's just going to add on to what you're already feeling. So, now you speak about that uh, the Aggie connection that you have. You said uh, we were talking. You were about the last time you were here in Austin. Uh, you you have some Longhorn buddies. You you still remain connected with. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, but uh, off the field, man, it's just a, a friendly deal, right? I mean, who are you? Who do oh, you yeah. keep in touch with? That's all. Has man, the that's orange. I see Vince Young all the time. <laughs> I probably see him this weekend. I probably see him Friday or Saturday. Uh, but um, no, I never took it. It was just a game, right? I, I remember. I remember a funny story. I remember, you know, this was my first year because I was a JUCO transfer, and it was my first year. We're playing Texas, and everybody's like pumped up. I'm like, man, I'm so amped to play UT. Man, I'm so amped to play UT. I said, man, if y'all would have been at like this to play every team, we would have had a better shot, a better chance of winning games. 100%. But, but I look, I, I took every game. I, I, I played every game like it was a, a rivalry game. So it wasn't like a big thing for me. But uh, it was a fun game. I see Vince Young all the time, and I said, man, I, I, I told him, I said, thank you. He was like, for what? I said, man, I knew when I got a sack against you, I was going to – my uh, NFL uh, rankings was going to skyrocket, so <laughs> I knew I knew I knew he was going to take our running eventually. I was just running and sack him, so I knew Vince Young was going to take our running. So I um, I see Vince all the time, and uh, and you know I hang out with actually you know uh, another good friend uh, uh, Reggie. Reggie Reggie Freeman, he played basketball. Yeah, too. yeah, for Tom yeah. Fenders here at Texas. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So I, I, I we, me and him, we it's all three of us. We all kick it, uh, kick it on the weekend sometimes. So, you know, Those we're all good, good friends. Those are good people right there, man. And man, I saw, man. I saw uh, Sean, Sean Rogers. Whoa, I a couple weeks ago. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I was, we all are really good friends. All good friends. That, that's Vince is one of the funniest human beings I have ever met in my entire life. And he's a great example of how to transition and reinvent himself as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's had, but you know what? It, it's <laughs> people look it's, at all the negatives, but he is but it's, everything. Hey, positive. hey, but it's a little easier when you, you know, you won a national championship. It's, <laughs> it's kind of really easy to transition when you, you know, you, College Hall of Fame, you know, quarterback. That's a so it's a little point. Yeah, it's a little easier to transition out of what you're doing when you 
you you accomplish a lot of things, especially at a quarterback level. Oh my god, no <laughs> doubt that is fact right there. Yeah, what is it? Got a restaurant, engineering. I said, Finch, man, you don't know nothing about engineering, man. How you got an engineering company? <laughs> you didn't get a degree in engineering, <laughs> and he's got a, a a chain of workout facilities. I think it's called really Crunch. <laughs> I think, and that has a presence oh, in the valley in South Texas. He's oh, doing really? well, man. It's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, doing good, man. I'm happy good. for him. He's like an ambassador, man. He just goes everywhere and touches everything he touches is gold. Gold, yeah. He's like <laughs> a modern, modern Magic Johnson. Oh, <laughs> right. Getting out of fist constantly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mike, it, it's one of, before we had to break this is a, a tradition this and, and i had i'd be remiss if i didn't mention our sponsors that being the sponsor of the man cave story jim saxon state farm insurance agency and our um cosmic coffee and beer garden on the south side of austin great coffee boozy coffee live music food yeah. truck that space that the, what they've done with that land the space I, when you come to austin we're going oh yeah yeah Cosmic i'm there coffee. um so the Jim Saxon State Farm Insurance Man Cave story, we've heard some legendary stories. This could be in your football days, AM, back in center, uh, yeah. uh, NFL, anything related that story that you love talking about that is deemed a man cave story. Okay. All right. <laughs> Any story. Oh, uh, it has to be football related or it, 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 anything, anything. Mm, saying that you one. end up with your boys and you're always bringing it up and uh it's one of those things oh oh i got one for you Uh-oh. i got one for you it's a good one too all right we was playing uh my senior year we was playing oklahoma state in in oklahoma in Stillwater, and before the game you know how the players that d line we're like in the end zone warming up yeah so the mascot, Oklahoma State Cowboy mascot, gets in the way in our of our drills. Pistol so Pete. He stood, yeah, Pistol Pete. So he stood up there like, man. And he was like, move, move, move. And so <laughs> so Chris Harrington, he pushed him, and he fell on the ground. And our, D, our D-line coach said, kick his ass. And so we jumped <laughs> up. We started kicking the mascot and, and beating him up. And we slut, pushed him out on the sideline. He started rolling. And then we then we beat beat Oklahoma State up. So we beat up their mascot and we beat the team that year. So that that was fun. That was a funny story. <laughs> that yeah. big old head that pistol. Yeah, head. it was big old head. He didn't think we was gonna rush him like that. He thought he wasn't gonna do nothing. So what's his name pushed him. He fell on the ground and our D line was like, kick his ass. And then we jumped out on him. We started kicking him and stuff and grabbed him and threw him up. Threw him to the sideline. Oh my God. I wish there was video evidence of that. I oh, wish there was video oh evidence of that too. That was God, really bro. funny. That is hilarious because I, you know, I used to cover Oklahoma State and Pistol Pete was always somewhere in front on those sidelines before yeah. and after the game. Uh, but the, I'll never forget that big old head got in the way plenty of times of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, we're going to take a quick break. And, and when we on the other side, we're going to do something that we normally don't do here, but we got to keep it objective and keep it real. Those yeah. Aggies really turned heads 
across the country about what happened in College Station. And we're going to talk at length and hear from your guy, Jimbo Fisher. That's on the other side of this break. Okay. All right. For all of your insurance needs, look no further than our primary sponsor, Jim Saxton State Farm Insurance Agency. The ATX OG has been insuring Austin for over three decades. And get this, Jim Saxton is a Longhorn legacy. He is the son of the late, great James Saxton, who was a Heisman finalist. Be sure to give him a call or better yet, visit his website, saxtoninsurance.com and tell him that the stories inside the Man Cave Boys recommended you. Well, I know this is going to be difficult for my guy, Michael Montgomery, (laughs) maroon and white, devoted. Yeah. Uh, The Longhorns, the Texas OU 117th Red River rivalry. I had never seen anything like that. Yeah. Texas dominated that first half, first-year head coach Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, Three years ago, it was something similar. Texas had a 21-point lead, and Kyler Murray stormed the Sooners back. Mm-hmm. And they almost pulled it off from you, from all of the experiences you've had. What was your impression of what you saw and maybe your opinion of Texas moving forward in this first year under Sark? Man, oh man, it's, it's always good when you got, you can always bounce back when you have talent. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Texas, especially the offense. That running back, Robinson, man, he's yeah. a true. Oh, he was the guy who, like, because st- it's rarely I'm watching a UT game, but when I put it on, I'm like, that was a guy who kind of flashed on screen. Yeah. So, so with that being said, it's always good when you have talent because on defense, a lot of times on defense, it's mental errors or communication mistakes. You know, it's not like you don't have the talent or the speed or you get outplayed. It's just sometimes you have alignment issues. You're not communicating on the back end. Somebody jumps out of their gaps. So it's very easy, easy, uh, very easy to fix if it's if it's alignment issues. But you know, I think they can really bounce back. You know, they it was a hard fought game. Mm-hmm. You know, they was running away with them in the beginning. <laughs> but uh, you know, it just that lets you know, you know. You know, you just got to keep playing until the game is over because, yeah. you know, you know, it's so – people are scoring 50, 40 to 50 points now in college. <laughs> so, Insanity, you know, nobody – yeah, nobody's stopping nobody. So you just got to really just kind of play – you got to take every possession, every snap like it's your last. And, that, you know, and I, what I saw was the, the missed tackles, and that's become – honestly, yeah. become an epidemic. Across mm-hmm. college football, I mean, there's certain programs which you know they're going to bring defense like Wisconsin. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some other programs. And I, I just I, I like to think from what I see, because Sark made a comment um, in the spring, he said, I just don't think we have the roster that we want right now that fits what we want to do. That yeah. doesn't mean he doesn't like the team. It's just they have limitations. And, and as you know, they've got to get bigger and deeper in the trenches. Yeah, D-line. Yeah, because you you know they the Texas they they playing a three four, yeah they're playing a three four so multiple sets and that's the main one three yeah three. you need pass rush if you the thing about makes defense makes it easier if you can generate pass rush without blitzing and that's a lot of times especially what I see you know if you can't get to the quarterback without risking you know one of your linebackers or DB DBs to blitz out on the outside. You know you're gonna have trouble, and that's a lot of times you see in these big offenses, in these big offensive games. A lot of teams they're playing three D linemen. You know they're not coming off the ball; they're in a read and react type technique. So when they, you know, they're not coming off the ball to rush the passer; they're coming right. off. They're they're actually catching and trying to hold the gap, and a lot of times you can't really generate pass rushing pressure, and it makes it easier. You know if Five offensive linemen are blocking three, you know, so they can double team and, and wall off. So a lot of times it's hard and a quarterback can just sit back and just throw, throw the guys. So without any pressure. So a lot of times it, it needs pressure. They need to get some outside linebackers, you know, J.J. Watts or, you know, Vaughn Miller type players, you know, to, to come off that edge and, and win one on one battles. And that's the key right now. 100%. And that, you know, that poses the question, will there be a Texas OU rematch in the Big 12 title game? Um, Texas is going to – they they still have that opportunity. Yeah. They just yeah, went this, out. And that's yeah, it's still – you know, the thing about it, man, like they already got – they got a good offense. <laughs> and, and with a good offense, you know, they're going to put up numbers. You just got to tighten up on the special teams you know, to get them in good field position to play defense and also, you know, close down on mental errors. Because yeah. a lot of times, you know, especially – I know we're going to talk about the A&M game. Right. But, you know, you see it on both sides. You know, a lot of times it's communication, mental errors, alignment, missed tackles. When I tackled somebody, you know, just make it easy and simple. Don't try to go for the biggest huge hits at the top. Yeah. Grab, grab their hips and twist. And they'll fall like a big tree. And that's what I did. I, I was coming off a block. I didn't have time to come off a block of a 350-pound guy then go and try to make a, a big hit. No, I didn't have that much time being on the line. So I had to come, get off a block. I'm aiming low, tackling tackling their legs, and twisting. And they'll fall. everybody will fall like a big tree. So, you know, a lot of times people want to make that big hellacious hit, and that's, oh. that's not the case. You got to wrap up, and, and and the fans here are some of them. You know how Texas fans, it, it's the high expectations, and yeah, let's, let's turn this thing quickly. Well, this is going on since two thousand and ten, and there's people already making reference to maybe we need to change the DC. Oh my God, it just <laughs> arrived. So here's Coach Sark after what Texas can, what they do have in front of them, and. Yeah. Uh, how tough that loss was to Oklahoma. Nobody feels sorry for us, right? I mean, whether it's 
you know, outside of here, I mean, nobody's feeling sorry for us losing that game the way we did. So we don't have a lot of time to feel sorry for ourselves. Um, it hurts, hurt, you know, when, when, you, when you invest in something um, and you don't get the outcome that you're looking for, um, that's, that's painful. But that's the agony of sport, right? And that's why we do what we do. Um, there's those tremendous highs that we get to appreciate. And there's some really tremendous lows that we have to endure. But, but the key to that is, is accepting that feeling and then using that feeling of pain or suffer or whatever that is to help springboard you to the next one. And I think the, the greatest competitors in the world uh, have that. Uh, they've always had that ability. I've never known uh, a football player or, or any other sport to have won every single game of his life. But they learn from that loss, and then they springboard that into uh, another performance. And that's what we're going to need to do. Mike, I mean, you've heard a lot of coach speak. Mm-hmm. Is that as bad as genuine as you've heard from any coach just acknowledging, yeah, we took a big L and we are going to diagnose the problem. Am I off base or what are you hearing as a former player? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I really just kind of take what he said because, you know, he's 100% right. You, you, you know, the great ones, they know how to manage that and turn that pain into to motivation. You know, uh, you know. That's what goes into a podcast to talk about. You know, we take that pain and turn it into purpose. And uh, it's a team team sport. Football is a team sport where everybody has to do their job. Every 11 persons on the offense, defense, and special teams doing their job, being communicated, and, and making things work. So, you know, the great ones do it. And, you know, to take that loss – and 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 drive it for motivation for this week, and to, oh, well, springboard you to the whole season actually, <laughs> to 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 make the salvage this uh, season. So he's totally right, a hundred percent. Yeah, and they've got a tough one. Oklahoma State, number twelve in the country, coming here to Austin on Saturday, four straight eleven a.m. games. And uh, meanwhile, your Aggies just came off the perhaps the best win, at the best win. Uh, yeah. Jimbo Fisher's career yeah. oh, yeah. so far. A huge mm-hmm. win. And this is what Jimbo had to say today uh, or at the press conference this week about uh, taking what they've learned and then putting it that win behind them because that win is just one game. Yeah, it's just one game. And here's this is what he had to say. I'm not going to well in that it's Alabama. We beat Alabama Walker in our chest out. I, that we played an opponent who was a very good opponent, and we had success. Now, why did we do it? So now we can go do it again at Missouri, at South Carolina, at Auburn, at, uh, I mean, uh, Ole Miss, you know, whoever we have left on the schedule, and that's what we're going to do. Yeah. He, he, he speaks quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimbo, he's, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's right because uh, – you know, from a big win like that, it's good to stay humble and and then take the positives and try to you know duplicate it for the next games for multiple games and also work on the negatives because a lot of times I saw in a game, man, they gave up a touchdown, nobody guarding receiver. That's a communication Ooh. error with uh, on the defense and the and the D coordinator. It's the D, either D coordinator or other players. And it's a communication error between the plays. So a lot of times I see a lot of missed tackles, you know, guys not 
you know, taking their proper angles to the football, right. not letting people outside the contain. That's how they got beat against Arkansas, you know, not staying in their pass rush lanes, quarterback running and getting first down. So a lot of times it's them beating themselves, and that's what they need to harp on, communication, tackles, and, and, and leverage. Make sure they're rushing and staying in the right gaps when the run game, make sure their pass rush lanes are staying in the right place during passes. So it's, it's the little things that would make, make a team better because everybody's talented, especially when you're playing in the SEC, you know, everybody's talented, everybody got speed, but it's the little things that really separate teams winning more games than none, than none. So. And that, that bodes the question, you know, I thought the backup quarterback was on fire. Oh yeah, he's you know, yeah, buddy. He played so well, man. He was. Mm-hmm. So, do do you feel like having said it's the SEC, can the Aggies win an out or win enough games to get into that SEC championship game out of the West? You know that's that's a tough one. I I, I don't really know if they if they win out because it depends. I have to check their schedule because a lot right. if they're playing. Another top team in the SEC, they they have a shot to get in there because they lost what Arkansas, and they lost and Mississippi State, Mississippi right? State. You know that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough. Even if they do win out, because they lost to two lower teams. Alabama's got to lose another one. Yeah, Alabama's got to lose, and um, I think because I think Arkansas lost too. So yeah. if if Alabama loses. And Arkansas, I mean, if Alabama loses and Arkansas loses, they have a they can they can be in the game. That, but that's the thing, man. It's it's hard to figure out because they lost two they they lost two games that was that was they lost two Ole Miss and and Arkansas they lost to Arkansas and Mississippi State. Yeah, two games that especially they should have beat Arkansas. And just so, they had if they would have had that quarterback they had last time, they would have beat Arkansas. It was just, you know, the quarterback was like that quarterback play, that was the difference between them winning this game. One hundred percent. And it's uh so Arkansas and AM both have two losses. You got Mississippi State, so Mississippi Is it conference State, losses? Yeah, conference losses. Okay. So Alabama and Mississippi State each have to lose well, Alabama's got to lose another one. Mississippi State is got to lose two more because they would have the tiebreaker against AM for that head. Oh, okay, okay. And okay. Arkansas's got to lose one more, which could could happen. Yeah, yeah, it could happen. It's uh, it's a shot, but they definitely just probably just need to still focus on winning out and just let things fall the way it falls. So it's it's a possibility. It's just you know people got to lose and. Um, A&M has a win. So it's a possibility. You never know. You know, it's always – it's you never know. Football is the ultimate team sport. You know, you just one game and you're done. So so it's, it's a possibility. Especially in the SEC. Hey, mm-hmm. we, love, we, we love ending things on something positive. How about this? Hey, Ben, tell me something good. The voice of DJ Hards, the son of Hardball Hards, one of the Man Cave Boys OGs, if you will. 
Yeah. Sponsored by Cosmic Coffee and Beer Garden. Big Mike Montgomery. I, we knew we've known each other since '99. Yeah. Believe. I oh, think. Oh man. Yes. Uh, known your family. Tell me something good. How would you like to end episode '95? Well, end on episode '95. Just uh, oh, that's my number '95. <laughs> 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 so it's a football number. Which one? What is that? Wait, let me see if I can show you. What it's uh, somewhere around here. I can't find. It. But uh, I say just, you know, pray for happiness. Pray for happiness, safe, uh, uh, happiness, safe, safety. Um, you know, everybody was going through a pandemic. So, you know, er- pray for healing all across the world because uh, everybody's been de- affected by this situation, by this uh, pandemic. So praying for health, health healing, and uh, togetherness because, you know, we're not – it's, it's one one nation, you know, under yeah. God. And, uh, you know, I pray that we can build bridges instead of fences, uh, you know, not socially and economically and financially, because we're all trying to prosper and, 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 and put, build a better life for our children. So yeah. just praying for, for healthy and, and healing for all. I love it, Mike. I love it. Love it. I'll tell you something good. Um, first of all, I, I had something else I wanted to say, but I, I have changed it. I've called an audible. Uh, <laughs> because of you, I hope one person or several people are inspired to um, go for their goals. You can yeah. change your life in an instant. Rewind this episode to Big Mike Montgomery and his advice because he's lived it. And yeah. he put it, he's put those plans that he had on paper or ideas in your head mm-hmm. and put it to work. And yeah. man, you, I, I, I'm pretty sure you're going to inspire at least one person who watches and or listens to this episode. And that, my friend, is something good. <laughs> Tell me something good. Tell me something good. <laughs> well, brother, I appreciate it, man. This is uh, next time. I, I, I'm either going to Houston or next time you're in Austin. Um, yeah. We're gonna have a in a real reunion. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen years again. <laughs> oh no worries, man. Hey, hey, we definitely gonna definitely get up, man. I'm definitely get up when I come on Austin again. I definitely hit you. Up. We'll definitely go to Vince Young Steakhouse. We're, we're calling Vince Young. We need we need to have we need the recommendations on a on a bottle of wine and a, an appetizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, my brother, I appreciate. It. We're gonna do this again, without a doubt. Um, we've got to do this more. I have conversations like this and, and, uh, you are now officially an alumni of stories inside the man cave. Oh man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I like that. Hey, for the OGs, big Mike, coach Mo and Harbaugh Harge. And now Michael Montgomery, we out. All right, appreciate it. <laughs> you see the drippy, I'm fitted up. I'm in my car in the giddy up.